This is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, where I strategize with business owners on how to grow and scale their businesses to hit their income goals. This is episode 378 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, we're going to talk about how to batch content like a pro as a blogger. We're going to be specifically talking about how you can create content on your blog that is always going to be yours, and then you can always repurpose it on social media. But for now, we're really going to be focusing on how to make sure that you are creating content on your blog that is going to attract your ideal audience so that you can sell your products, your services, and monetize the blog that you are spending so much time creating. Before we jump into that, I want to make sure that if you haven't already joined our insiders at our discounted price for our podcast listeners, that you go and do that. It is linked in the show notes. You can send me a DM on Instagram. Just tell me insiders and I will give you the 40% off discount so that you can join us there. In the insiders group, we are taking deep dives into all of these specific strategies, giving you very specific trainings where you hop on live via Zoom, as well as we give you a monthly coaching session where you can ask any questions that you have, and I do a deep dive into your business to make sure that you are actually taking the steps that are going to continue to grow your blog as a business and not just as something that you do on the side for fun. All right, so let's really jump into this. We're gonna master the art of how to batch content for efficient and effective blogging success by uncovering time-saving strategies. So the first thing that I wanna talk about when we talk about how to batch content like a pro are the benefits of batching content. The first thing that we wanna talk about is that it creates an SEO strategy. You have heard me multiple times on this podcast talk about how you want to create a spider web of content. Well, by creating that spider web of content for your readers to come to and to then click to, to go get more information about another post and another post and another post, it increases their time on your site, as well as it's giving you backlinks because you're not, excuse me, backlinks, interlinking to your content, which is then creating that SEO strategy where you are showing them you have the complete answer. You are that expert that is going to be able to help them through whatever it is that you solve a problem for for your audience. The next thing for benefits of batching content is that it saves time. When you are batching content, you're not thinking about just one post. Instead, you're thinking about how can I continue to build upon this concept and show them every step that goes along with this and give them the complete answer. By doing that, it saves you time because you're not jumping from one thing to the next topic to the next topic. Instead, you're staying in your lane on a very specific content pillar and making sure that you fully answer all of the information within that. The next piece is that it fills in content gaps. So if you started off with your blog and you started off with like many of us do, throwing spaghetti against the wall, looking to see what's going to stick, creating stuff that's based upon us being creative with no sort of strategy in mind. 
well. This gives you an opportunity to fill in those content gaps and see what you are missing. Have you completely answered all of the questions that they may have on a specific topic? So whether you are a food blogger, a DIYer, a parenting blogger, um, an educator that's talking about ADHD, or a therapist that's talking about play therapy, you want to be able to answer all the questions that they're going to have about that, create that SEO strategy and that spider web of content that is going to show not only your audience, but also Google that you're the expert so that they will continue to send people to you to get their questions answered. Now, here's the piece that we really need to dive into is how to actually batch your content. Your first step is to identify your content pillars. I have been talking about this for weeks on the podcast. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. But the important piece to understand is What are those content pillars of content that you want to be known for? That you, when people are thinking about you, they go, that's what they are there for. They are going to give me play therapy. They are going to give me ways to redirect kids. And they are going to give me a, a way to do chore charts. Whatever your expertise is going to be. What are your content pillars that are going to make up what it is that you do. Sometimes we do this best based on technique. Sometimes we do this based on strategy. So if you're thinking, for example, my content, I talk about the basis of blogging, I talk about email marketing, and I also will talk about some social media marketing so that it all can combine together to give you a full aspect of how you can grow your business, your audience, to then be able to monetize it. Okay, so you have to be able to identify your content pillars. Once you have identified your content pillars, you then are going to determine a pillar focus based on revenue. And that is how you are going to batch your content because you are going to focus on that specific pillar and it's going to be based on revenue, meaning what do you have a product, service, and offering for that you can sell behind the content that you are creating? You have to know that. And if you don't have something, it's just start thinking about, okay, what could potentially be a product or service that could come after this that I could start offering to my audience if I'm going to become the expert on this? So being able to identify that. Once you have determined your pillar that you're going to focus on for your batching of content, you want to identify your avatar for that content. And the reason that we identify our avatar for this is because some of us may have multiple avatars. Some of us may have someone that's coming in that's in the very beginning of the stages of what you teach, and some may be in the middle, or some may be in the end, or they may be some just entirely different audiences, but maybe you offer a different service to them that kind of still goes around the same thing. So for example, I have a client that offers a course, but then also offers a program for graduate students that they can go to. It's a similar course that could work for both audiences, but the pain points are going to be very different. The graduate students are looking for CEs or extra credit kind of uh, it's not extra credit, but it's they're called CEs where they get like bonus points for it, more or less. Um, and some of them have to are required by their state in order to do this. And obviously, the parents are having trouble maybe dealing with their kids at home and want some different behaviors to be able to get fixed. So they want a course to be able to go through it. So obviously, knowing who your avatar is going to make it clear when you create that content, because once you know that avatar, you have to be able to establish your CTA or your call to action. 
Hey there, guys. My name is Melanie from Mostly Under Control, and I am a member of Jenny's Influencer Entrepreneurs Insiders membership. I've been a part of it since 2017, and over these six years, I've taken full advantage of the weekly trainings that Jenny offers and the monthly group coaching. The group coaching is probably my favorite part of the membership. Jenny has taught me so many things for my business. She helped me niche down and write and teach about what I wanted so that I wouldn't burn out. In addition to what she teaches, the networking I've done with other members has been invaluable. I recommend her membership to all of my online business owner friends because it is worth every single penny. And that CTA or call to action needs to be to get those people onto your list. And what you offer them, a guide, a workshop, whatever that freebie is, that opt-in that you are giving them in order to get their email, you want it to be connected to the product or service that you are selling so that they can see that this is a funnel. Not that they can see, but so that you can have a funnel that works and is able to bring them along that funnel, along the journey of what you can show your audience, where some are going to want to get the product right away and be able to pay you for that so they can solve their problem almost immediately. So once you have established your call to action, you then need to do the keyword research. You need to be using a tool in order to do your keyword research. I personally use KeySearch. You can use Ubersuggest. You can use RankIQ. You can use Ahrefs. There's plenty of different tools that we have talked about on this podcast that you can go and use your key and do your keyword research. But when you do the keyword research, you want to be paying attention to the other suggestions that are being offered up when you put in a string of keywords in to find the volume. Because when you put that string of keywords in, the suggestions they give you can be potential other pieces of content where you are now batching your content. You are now able to take that content and create multiple pieces of blog posts that are going to be able to be put out to be able to attract your audience. So doing that keyword research and paying attention to what else is going to be offered can give you an opportunity to batch your content all at once. I sat down to do this at the beginning of this week because I am teaching my insiders membership people how exactly to walk through this and do this. And we're doing content sprints, which we're gonna be talking about on the podcast. I'm gonna walk you through it but we are actually physically doing it together. And I explained how I sat down and by doing the keyword research on a specific topic, I was able to find seven pieces of content that I was able to create because there's variations with different volume. And if I go deeper into other specifics within those content pieces, then I'm able to have more content and fully explain a concept so that I can get them from A to Z so that they totally understand how to go about doing that. So this is obviously a little bit different than what we talked about last week when we were talking about time batching. You can use time batching in coordination with content batching because when you focus your time in on the specific parts of content batching, then you are able to do that task batching. It is all interconnected. It is all about time management and how to be more productive so it can save you time in the end to run your business more efficiently. 
All right, you guys, I hope that you are enjoying the series on what we've been talking about time management. I would appreciate it if you have not already left a rating or review that you take the time to do that. It helps me to be able to find great guests to come onto the podcast, as well as it shows more of me to others that are looking for different topics like we talk about. All right, until next time, I will see you all then.